Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max is here. We are we are a a duo today. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty clear we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching this right now, you you're seeing the smiles, and if you're listening, maybe you're hearing them. Yeah, we speak in a lot more of an upbeat tone. We're not as miserable. After a win, of course. I mean, and not just a win, like just kind of a really amazing performance. It was really good. Best performance under Marco Silva, in my opinion. I would agree. I would agree. And uh, it's weird. You see everybody on Twitter posting links to, you know, uh, taking a screen screen grab from Sky where it has the top seven listed with. With Silva on the right side of the graphic, and I'm like, "Well, that's nice and all that they decided to throw us a bone, but I'm, I'm still kind of pissed." <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still we're still the the eternal underdogs in that situation, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but it's great seeing his like little. Yeah. Next that was hose, next, rad. next Jose, telling you, it, it, I'm I'm making no secrets about it. I just I, when I look at him, I see a young Jose Mourinho. That's just waiting to kind of unleash this footballing career on on Britain and be interesting to see how his career pans out. I hope he stays with us. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. That'd be that'd be great. I think right now, uh, I know I had my reservations, but I thought we would be in a better place than where we started. Obviously, but I had reservations just because you know I I preferred a different manager. Yeah, so. you know. But um, at the same time, it wasn't a manager where I was thinking, you know, it's not going to work. At no point did I say it's a bad idea or a bad hire. Um, some people are, are starting to come around now who did say that, mm. you know. Yeah. That's kind of cool to see. Yeah. You know? There were some, even if they say that there wasn't. There definitely were, which I do, oh, think, yeah. I do find was quite ridiculous. Because I think he, you know, his profile and his characteristics fit perfectly. You know, the man who was made for this job, and you know, uh, as proven. I mean, I, I don't think we've reached our full potential by any means, but no, no. That, that performance on Saturday really was a good indicator as to where we're headed. Yeah, everything it seems like we were moaning about last season is is better this season yeah and is and is more where we want it to be one of the specific things was the connection between players and supporters mm. that was something i heard you say something i heard david say and i heard you say it more than once yeah you know and that's something that i even even i can see a difference yeah. you know you see the players reaching out, yeah, you know, the, a the, lot of that. There's a soul and a, and a heart to this group of players, I feel. You know, and fans almost have an individual connection with each, each player almost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen how well the likes of Richarlson and Yerry Mina have been received and they've only been here since the summer. So, you know, give, give it a few years, keep, you know, fingers crossed, no one turns Barcelona or Real Madrid 
Real Madrid quality standard so soon and we keep them together <laughs> and we develop a really strong side, which, you know, touch wood we will. Yeah, you look at how Bernard and Gomez as well, you know, these are, and I, they all seem to like each other and they all seem to really like where they are. And it's a good sign, really good sign. Yeah, they seem to appreciate uh, appreciate being at the club and it, not just because they're getting to play. Although I'm sure that's a big part of it. Or a pace slip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. we've, we've certainly had a few players that have just seemed to be happy to collect them. Mm. That is true. Mm. Uh, so we should get on to the official Brighton reaction. We've just been just chatting, you know, just because yeah. we're, we're happy. We're good-mooded. That's allowed. Uh but um, so for, for podcast uh, listeners out there, this is what you have in store for this uh, episode of Toffee Blue View. We're going to start with our Brighton reaction. We've already begun it pretty much, but we're going to continue. Uh, then we're going to talk about somebody who's kind of been left out in the cold. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's Max's man crush, Morgan <laughs> Schneiderlin. Uh what is going to happen with that guy? Because, yeah, he's, he is—he's just hasn't been in the squad, even in the squad. Uh, so I think the, the best explanation somebody has said, he's been Andre gomez <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It's not too far from the truth. So we'll talk about Morgan Schneiderlin, and we'll, we'll try, to, try to get some kind of explanation from Max as to what's happening. <laughs> Super fan has to be able to figure this out, uh, and then we're going to talk about a. There, recently, we were linked. We've been linked with a couple of signings. Uh, this is one from I think last week that we might be able to sign on a free in the summer, uh, and it's Aaron Ramsey. Uh, <clears throat> wanted to talk about how would that work? Uh, should we should we sign him? What? How would that even function? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some knee-jerk responses, and then I start trying to do the math on it, and yeah, stuff doesn't completely add up. Um, and then uh, we'll finish up the show with a pod exclusive for the people out there who are listening. Uh, you'll you'll notice it's just me and Max, and you know what? I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna take him on in a quiz. No, thank you. No cage match for me. I don't need that kind of embarrassment. I get uh-huh. it in you know in my daily life already. So tell you what, we're gonna do a lightning round with Max. All right, I give him a series of twenty either or questions. Uh, he'll have a choice between one thing or another, or maybe it's a short answer question, and he's got to just go with his gut and answer. All right, so you're gonna learn a lot about Max, um, whether you want to or not. We're, <laughs> this is being shoved down your throat. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy that. Uh, last time we did this with Paul, we, we had a good time. Let's hope it's not too painful for Max. So, so let's get on with this Brighton reaction. Um, we have a, a few talking points here that I think we can go into. Uh, you want to start with the, uh, the unchanged lineup. Uh, he Silva threw us a curveball, didn't listen to Terry, didn't listen to Max, Sure as hell didn't listen to me. Good thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, unchanged lineup. Richarlison up top. Walcott, 
on the side. We talked about possibly Bernard slotting in there or Lookman, uh, but Bernard was on the other side, and uh, you know the defense was the defense. Mm. Was it? What it do you think about be- that, it- Max? It worked beautifully, I, I thought. And if, if, if you half back to, to Leicester away, putting Richarlison up against big two big centre halves in, in Morgan and Maguire, you know, it was you know, the evidence is there that his you know, when you put him as centre forward it works against two big centre halves, like they, they had in Duncan Duffy, Brighton. Um but yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't argue with the with the lineup being unchanged. It, it was sensible, I had no complaints about it. Um, the lad certainly, although we, you know, we did get beat against Manchester United, but it was by no means a, a you know, it was an under par performance, but it was by no means poor. It so, wasn't an embarrassing show at all. No, no. no so I can completely understand Marco Silva sticking with the team, um, and as we said earlier, you know, personally, I believe it was our best performance since he's joined the club. I think it was absolutely fantastic, and um, no one, no one, you know, no one put a foot wrong. Yeah, and Brighton had been winning games. That needs mm-hmm. to be mentioned. Uh, yeah, that, they, that was the that was the first time that Brighton has conceded more than two goals this season. So if that's any indicator, and you know, I've got I've got some respect for uh, Chris Hutton. Um, you know, bringing bringing his team back up uh, or bringing his team up from the championship. He's he's done a really fine job. Yeah, with his squad, they they have an identity. Um, you know, I I do think they could they could use a, a few you know a few big money money purchases in some of the offensive attacking positions. <laughs> um, it's not a it's not a bad result for us, and to be honest with you, it could have been more. Mm, yeah, it, it could have because uh, you know as we, again as we were saying off camera, the chances created were. Really pleasing to see, and it was coming from all angles, really, whether it be Gilfie Sigurdsson, you know, creating it, getting on the end of a few chances in the first half, even though he didn't stick one in the back of the net. It, it's great to see all the, you know, the attacking, because that's what it is, really, isn't it? It's an attacking quadrant uh, of Walcott, Richardson, Bernard and Sigurdsson. Um, those four, they, they, they kind of came under fire a little bit after the Manchester United game as well, because, you know, we did. We talked a bit, a bit at length about Theo Walcott not having his greatest of games and going through a bit of a dry run of thought form. But personally, I thought he had a, had a good, good game. As, as I said, no one really. I've got no complaints about anyone. Um, the, chan- the chances created were great, and it was fantastic to see us being dominant, pressing from the off. And you know, it was evident there was a cl- we were a class above. Um. So you and I have differing opinions, which is sort of. The most nitpicky, silly thing ever. I prefer Richarlison's first goal. You prefer the second. Um, mm. uh, what 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 stood out about the second goal to where you're like, damn. The second goal for me, it's just when he put Lewis when he puts Lewis Dunk on toast when he knocks it round one side and runs round. Was it Dunk or out. Duffy? Because I thought Dunk it, was the one it, who passed it across and he intercepted it and then he went around Duffy. Oh, either or, I still think it's a. You know, it's, it it's a big, tall guy, you know, it's yeah. an <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's pressing at the right times. It's because, you know, you could argue that if we had someone else in that position, they might not, have picked, might not have picked up on that ball. So, you know, clear chance, one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and he even made sweet work of the goalkeeper too, put it round him, slotted it into the back of an empty nest. But, um, 
no, no I, I can't argue with your, your preference with that first goal because there's nothing quite like seeing a great counter-attacking goal and that's exactly what that was. I just like seeing so many different players involved. You know, um, Zuma clears it. Sigurdsson takes off at pace and looked fast. That's mm. the thing when you watch Sigurdsson play, he just never looks fast or rapid, you know, and he did. Uh, knocked it out wide. Nothing really special about his pass out to Bernard. Bernard touches it once, then slots it right back to him, and he's still wide open, unmarked. Uh, yeah. And then that you slip in that ball through to Richarlison, perfectly weighted, perfectly one placed, and that damn one touch finish. What? Oof. It just it was one of those where I'm like, okay, we play we play pretty football now. Okay, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> Because, like we said, you know the the intent was there from the off. I felt like we pressed for from minute one, and you know we were looking to respond well from that defeat against Manchester United. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't say. I, w- I mean, it dried up a little bit when Brighton got the equaliser just before half time. We kind of we looked a bit stumped, mm-hmm. but um, half time certainly seemed to solve that because we came out confident yep. again. And uh, Seamus Coleman. We, we, you know, we talked about you at length last show. If you, I don't know if you watched the Seamus. Dude, he might I'm, have. <laughs> we're, we're, we're absolutely made up for you, mate. But, you know, if you watch that, you know how much we love you. And uh, oh, you couldn't have picked a better time for that goal. Yeah, I, I felt really, I, I felt kind of crappy when we were, I was watching. I was like, well, my lineup was crap. My result was off, you know. But mm. then after I had said, Seamus is going to pick it up this week. He's going to have a better game. I feel really good about that. I was like, okay, well, not maybe I'm not a total lost cause. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I felt I felt just the tiniest little bit vindicated after making those shit predictions. But, <laughs> but uh, how how aggressive was he on the attack? How aggressive was that celebration? Never mind throughout the whole game and just just on, on his on his game performance as a whole, it was it was much in better, much much better, much much improved and. I think a really good point was made last time we were discussing him, and is that his relationship with Theo Walcott is still relatively premature. I mean, they've been playing together that. for years, so that showed signs of of improving. But yeah, he looked like he got quite a bit of anger out of his system in that celebration, and you know, it's a trend with him, isn't he? He always seems to let let off a bit of steam when he scores a goal. So. I'm not <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, oh god, I really hope Seamus didn't see the title of our video. Or somebody told him, what, and then it's like, what was it? well, it was like, is Seamus Coleman, is Coleman the weak link, you know? No. And like, that was the no. title, and like, all three of us were like, no, he's awesome, we love him. <laughs> the only reason we'd get rid of him is if he's just totally bad for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that right there, so yeah, uh, I saw him celebrate, I was like, oh no, Seamus, <laughs> no, you should have watched the whole video, man. We got your back. <laughs> no, not like, not like Seamus is actually watching, but still, I did, little part of me actually got me thinking. So, um, so Seamus looked looked much better. Not a flawless performance, but a damn fine one. Uh, a lot better, yeah. and got that second goal. Um, Sigurdsson looked solid. Gay and Gomez as a, that little, you know, trio in the center is looking good. Uh, yeah, cover that play the grass. I, I told my son, I said, I want you to watch Idrissa Gay. I want you to watch how hard that guy works. 
you know, because he's just he's unrelenting, unrelenting in his press. He's everywhere. And that's putting it lightly. I'd hate to play against him. I think I genuinely think he'd be a nightmare to play against. I mean, you wouldn't have a moment's peace. No, you wouldn't. You know, um, yeah, and and like I said, Gomez looked good again. Looked great again. Looks poised. Is is can is it continuing to get forward? I mean, hell, Gay almost had a goal. Yeah. You know, whenever Gay scores, so what, I'm just like, you know. <laughs> what What's funny is you, you, I know what's funny is you don't usually associate goals coming from our centre midfield, do you? I mean, with the exception of Sigurdsson, and I've said I I I push Sigurdsson in with that quadrant, that front four. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this with my cousin coming away from the game. Like, we don't get as many goals coming from that centre midfield, but. On the flip side to that, if the if the front four chip in with the tally of goals that they have been, I'm sure that won't really that won't be a problem. I don't think, yeah. you know, as long as the returns high. Yeah, and that's the thing. I realize right now Richarlison's goal tally is actually solid. I think he's one away. He's like one away from being top scorer right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it seven, seven in the league? I think at least or something. Yeah, all I know is he's he's just he's not in first, but he's what got one fewer. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, I'm good with the goals being spread out. You know what I mean? I'm fine with that. I love the idea of having somebody banging in 30. That'd be amazing. You know what I mean? It'd be incredible. Yeah. But. We know, we know what happens when that does happen. And no one else helps. A big price tag falls on their head and one of the European big boys comes well, then And then if, one, um, if, if they get hurt. Who's who's chiming in? Who's picking up the slack? You know, we had nobody picking up the slack when that, you know, that big guy who plays for Manchester United was here. Yeah. You know, oh. yeah, I don't even remember that guy very well. But. <laughs> well, do you know what? Right, I, I don't know. I, I think it's worth to mention while we're just reacting to the game. I thought that was that was probably Kurt Zuma and Michael Keane's best performance so of the partnership too. Um. They, they, it wasn't a quiet afternoon for them by any means, but everything that, they, that came at them, with the exception of that corner, which Brighton are notoriously good from corners. So, uh, you know, I suppose you can let it slide because well, we've ended up Zuma got out, but, out leaped by Dunk for that header mm-hmm. by about that much. Um, he was on it. It's yeah. not like Dunk was completely un- unmarked, but he had passed from Gay to Zuma in that zonal system. You see Gay stay w- stay put, and that's why Dunk was kind of unmarked for that one little bit. And you knew yeah. Brighton had practiced that. You knew they yeah. were thinking that may be a gap in the zone, and it, and it is. So we just got to keep working at it. Uh, we've improved, though. I'm okay with the zonal marking now. I think we've gotten better at it. Yeah, much better, and um, particularly with Yerry Mina making his debut as well. That was the next thing I'm I was sure going to bring up. Yeah, did they sing? Were you there? Yeah, I was. did they sing the damn song? They didn't sing the damn song. I proper wanted to hear it, but no, because I just like we like me and my cousin we were keeping our ear off just for that one singular man to just break out in in song, and it didn't happen. But um. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what age I got, but I recorded them coming onto the pitch. You know, you, you know, just a substitution being made. It was just fascinating to see. He's about he's like six foot five. He's got legs like lampposts, and he's wearing pink boots. <laughs> he's a, a, a Colombian World Cup hero making his debut at Goodison Park. I don't know. Things are good. Yeah. I think I, I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling happy. 
bring on Chelsea next week. Yeah, and he didn't look out of place, looked okay. I mean, I think it was a... Uh, I think Brighton had gone to two up front. So yeah. throwing him up there, three in the back. Uh, I think Silva, after the game, had said that's something we've been wanting to be able to do sometimes is run three in the back. Who knew? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool because they're three good players. Uh, but if yeah. we're I, – I, I don't know about our attacking – I don't know about our attack if we're running three in the back and it takes away one yeah. of our – you know? I reserve, I reserve my judgments on that until we've mastered the, the system of the four three three that we're trying to play at the minute. You know what I mean? That's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Agreed. Totally agree. I just I like the fact that he thinks like that though. Um, yeah. That he's Progressive. yeah. He, he makes adjustments. You know, um, we've just been in a posi- situation before where adjustments have not been mm. made. Yeah. yeah. Cry one for for Roberto mm. who. <laughs> Might coach Real Madrid soon. <laughs> Might, oh, imagine, uh, imagine. That's so crazy. Um, anyway, I think that's that's about it, man. Um, I think we've covered all the stuff that I wanted to cover. Um, I guess uh, we've got Gormaya coming up, uh, that friendly. I yeah. think Mina's probably going to play the majority of that. Silva, in his interview after we recorded last week, said that may be a good time for yeah, Mina to play. Likely. Yeah, and we didn't mention it, but correct scoreline. Yeah. I'm proud Max, of proud of Max loves said. it when we call him Mystic Max. Max loves nicknames. Let me tell you. I find it funny. I find it funny. I just, come on, remember, do you, do you know, I don't know how, how, how much you're into your MMA, but remember that there was a period in Conor McGregor's career where he just used to call all his, uh, all his knockouts and he got called Mystic Max. So the moment you started calling me that, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, interesting. <laughs> What's funny is somebody else said it first, and I don't remember who it was. It may have been, uh, may have been uh, John. Uh, the people listening or, or watching may know him as, uh, as uh, Quizmaster John. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But that, that works out well. You've gotten a correct scoreline a few times this season. That's right. We should be keeping up with this. You know what I mean? Like we should have a tally somewhere as long as we win as long as we win. also oh, look how look how you bring it happy. back you bring it back to be like oh no it's it's not that important really it's no <laughs> just as long as we win yeah, yeah all i like how you do that though you're like oh yeah whatever but i have a tally behind me on my on my bed book by my bed you know <laughs> all right mm-hmm. so i guess that's it for our brighton reaction So, Max, we need to talk about Schneiderlin. Let's do it. Yeah, he's he's just he's out in the cold, shivering. Everton are playing well, and poor Morgs can't get a sniff, can't even get on the bench. Poor guys begging for scraps of playing time. Please let me play. Not really. He's a you know. But yeah, what's going on with him? You. What what do we? What is going to happen with with Schneiderlin? I don't know, but I feel like this exclusion from the match day squads is just a consequence of having good squad ba- and competitive balance in your squad. Um, quite literally, as you said before, I just think he's been Andre Gomez, and mm-hmm. even then, you could you know the arguments that to be is there to be made that 
even Tom Davies is above him in the, in the pecking order. So he is. It's a it is quite a strange scenario. Um, for me, it's interesting because obviously he had the season that he did last season, where you know he had a lot of doubters, um, and then he did that interview with Being Sports, where he said if I was to go to a different club, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to another Premier League club because I feel like you know I've been there and done that in England. I'd go mm-hmm. back abroad for a player that I mean I don't know. Obviously, I mean his, his attachment to the club might not feel that great to be talking about a move away. You know, to be plotting his future elsewhere. Um, like we were saying off camera, the, the reason why I like him so much, Jerry, is just that style of footballer. You know, the, a really technical, technically proficient central midfielder that that just kind of doesn't look like he breaks a sweat and can you know can knock a ball about for days. Um, you know, again, we we, we seem to be knocking all this discussion out off camera, but it he just seems like he'd be really well suited for say. And the Italian league, or back in France, or the Dutch league—just one, one of the one of these countries where the you know the top level of football is more technical than anything else. Because it does seem like the um, it's the physical side of the Premier League, and you know the, the pace, the cardiovascular endurance that comes along with that that just makes them look a bit out of place. I feel. Mm. Yeah, lack of pace is a big thing for him, and his tendency to I mean he just doesn't pass forward that often you see you see a lot of playing backward kind of playing safe um, I don't think it helps that he when he's played he's been playing alongside gay because uh, that's almost we've talked about it it's almost double yeah. duty yeah um, two players sort of playing I'd, I'd love to see him play a game with someone uh, just to see what he's capable of playing that by himself, um, shielding yeah. the defense more. Uh, Mopping up the ball. And the thing is, like Silva has said, he is in the mold of a player that I would like to have. Exactly. You know, he said this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I soured on Schneiderlin last season uh, based on, you know, lack of effort. Um, and I kind of got more behind him. Uh, this season, just because it, yeah. it seemed like he'd been working a lot harder, um, and he put in some good performances. Not all of his performances were poor this season. He, he's 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 done some work this season, but when you compare, I think Gomez is just more offensive minded, more attack minded. I think that's what that's what Silva wants out of that position right now. More yeah. more of a number eight. And yeah. Schneiderlin's just not that. So he, he just kind of he's just an anchor in midfield, isn't he? I I feel he you know his best role is kind of when he um, when he mops up on the counter attacks, the you know cuts out opposition breakaways early. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you compare that to Idrissa Gay, who kind of does the same job, but has those physical traits in his favour. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure if you compare them both. You know, in terms of sprint speed, I'm sure Idrissa Gay would be ahead by a long shot. But um, I just think that's atypical of the Premier League now. I just, I, not, I, I, in the top sides, a midfielder doesn't spring to mind of the same ilk of Morgan Schneiderlin. You know, all these top sides have that kind of energizer, but energizer buzzing in midfield. The one who's just batteries just never seem to die. Mm-hmm. They can run and run and run and doesn't stop for the whole ninety minutes. We've got that in Idrissa Gay, 
Andre Gomez has made good on it on his uh, introduction in the, into the team. So yeah, it, it it just as I said, I just feel like it's the the consequence of a good competitive balance. I suppose my issue right now is what if Gay gets hurt? Probably go for Tom Davies, wouldn't he? So I'd imagine. So that's then you've got Tom Davies playing a similar Adrissa Gay type of role, which he hasn't done all season, really. You know, no, but I, me personally, if it, if Gay was to get injured, I would probably go for for Schneidlin with that kind of because because he's defensive orientated. Mm-hmm. You know, he, his his bread and butter is that defensive side of the game. Whereas, as as we know with Tom Davies, he likes that burst forward and he, he has an eye for goal. Right. Um, but you know, as we as we were saying earlier, would Marco Silva see it that way? Do do we think yeah. Morgan Schneidlin's above Davies in in the packing order? And personally, I don't think so. Yeah, I would. If Gay gets hurt, I would prefer to put in Beningame, personally, because yeah. I feel like his game is pretty similar to Gay's in that he's got that pace. He's got that, you know, Schneiderlin has that toughness as well, but Schneiderlin has that, there's a certain grace about him, you know what I mean, it, in terms it, of like, a lot like Gomez. It can almost be interpreted as, as a bit lackadaisical at times from Schneiderlin, I feel. Mm-hmm. Not not lazy by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's just part of his game, the way he glides around the pitch, mm. kind of, you know, he doesn't burn himself out, right? Which I can't blame. You know, I can't blame him because obviously, you know, if, if you want to keep yourself, you're obviously going to keep an eye on yourself and you know, knowing your own limits, making sure you don't get burnt out or leave yourself suspect to getting injuries, which I don't think he has. But if you kind of contextualise his career, his Everton career as a whole, what what was the the transfer fee that he ended up coming for, coming for with near enough thirty million? Well, I don't think it was cl- as close to thirty. I feel like it was somewhere between was it twenty 25. between twenty and twenty five somewhere in yeah. there. I think Still, we wanted think. to pay twenty, and man, and United was trying to hold out for a little bit more. I think at the end, that's why it took a while for him to come over. Yeah, and he, he he's not really attained a goal by any means. He's not really broke into the French squad or achieved anything. No, so it, it's not to say his Everton career has been a failure. But, you know, we do look like we're on the up now. And if he's one of the kind of the ones that has to go as a consequence of moving forward, then it is what it is. That's just the way football works. I think if he moves on, we'll be replacing him. You know, I could yeah, see us it, actually purchasing like he's, he's not. He's not irreplaceable. He's not irreplaceable. You can't find central midfielders like that. Mm-hmm. Some that maybe push... A little bit more in terms of our, you know, actually pushing for playing time. Um, but yeah, right now I can't. If Gomez and Idrissa Gay are healthy, can you imagine them not starting? Can you imagine anyone coming to our squad and playing over them, regardless of health? You know, it, they would have to be a really remarkable player because those yeah. two right now are in really good form. Yeah, they did have to be like a Champions League standard of, of player, and I don't personally might divide opinion, but we're not capable of of attracting that just yet. Unless we find a real gem somewhere, mm. you know, um, or if we get another crazy transfer window, because you know Marcel 
Yeah, the man. He's <laughs> he's just a man, isn't he? I don't think we expected what we got. That was... No, he's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, could you see Schneiderlin leaving on loan this winter, or do you think we try to hold on to him just in case? No, I don't think it'll be a loan. I think if he's going to move anywhere, it'll be on a permanent basis. Really, he's not really. I don't think he. I don't think he'd fancy being one of those players like a Morales, where he's twenty-seven, twenty-eight, whatever he is, going out on loan. I think if he wants to go somewhere, it'd be on a permanent. And I can't see him leaving on a permanent during the winter. Uh, exactly, exactly. I could see him leaving this June. Probably. You know, but you know how we are with some of our. Some of our uh, dead wood, we've found it very difficult to sell off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of loans. So that could be what happens. But, I mean, don't, doesn't he and his wife, don't they have a newborn? Yeah, they do. That was something that entered my mind, but I didn't want to say it just in case it was wrong. But, yeah, as that just that just factor in, wouldn't it? You know, he, he, I don't think he'd want to go anywhere on loan. I think if he'd want to go, he'd want to settle. Yeah. That's a tough, tough situation. Uh, if he does go, nowhere in England, probably. I think that's what we discussed. So are we think in France, Italy. Probably. I just think it it suits his, you know, his technical profile as a player. I think his technical ability would shine more in in Serie A. Top half teams, oh, but probably oh, not those yeah, tip yeah. top teams. Well, you never know because, as as we were saying, the the top teams do have a, a tendency to pull off a transfer that makes you kind of double, like kind of double glance mm. and go, "Really, that's happened." But, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I can't see him like uh, taking over Adrian Rabio or Julian Draxler's pace at PSG. But you know, we'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. The idea of that just kind <laughs> of made me giggle. Uh, Oh, I'd be I'd be psyched. I mean, he'd get it together. You know, I I wish these people well whenever they leave. I don't want them to suck unless they've ripped us out of a bunch of money, uh, or if they've just been sitting there talking shit the whole time they've been here. Uh, those folks, I'm just like meh. But uh, those those two players in particular. <laughs> I wasn't being specific. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if he does go over there and just tear it up, you know. Good on him, you know. Hope he does well. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for our Schneiderlin segment. Um, Max, you kept your composure well. Thank you did you. well. I'll start crying now once the camera goes off. <laughs> uh, just like every recording session, you know what I mean? <laughs> One of us in, ends up in tears just every time. Uh, so I guess that's it for our Schneiderlin segment. So, uh, this came up recently. Uh, we'd been hearing some rumblings about this possibility for a while now, and it cro- cropped up in the media recently again. Um, Aaron Ramsey's out of contract in the summer. Arsenal has officially come out and said, no, we're not, we're not going to offer you that contract anymore. We're pulling it. Sorry. You're free to go. Uh, which means he would be free as far as no transfer fee. But, of course, you know, free players, when they come in for free, you compensate in other areas. But basically, you end up compensating with how much you're paying them per week. All right? Uh, 
you may not pay as much up front, but you're paying it uh, and you're basically paying them, hey, thanks for giving coming to us for free, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so anyway, Ramsey, so it would probably cost us in that way, but nothing up front. Uh, how is this going to work, man? Is this a, is this a good idea? Uh, who would he, who would he, would he even start? Who would he start for? Would he play as a number eight or as a number 10? It's just, there's a lot of weirdness here. I think it starts with what you were saying off camera. Do you actually rate the player to, to want him to come for free? Yeah. It's, it's quite strange. I've done an article on the contract situation around Aaron Ramsey at Arsenal. And it, it just, the case literally seems to be the, uh, you know, his representing agency, uh, just uh, come. I think they came up publicly on Twitter and said, you know, it was the club, the club withdrew the offer, and yeah, there's not much that. else they can do. Um, obviously, following that, it, you know, all the kind of the news publications come out and start and link them to Liverpool, Manchester United. I, I even saw Bayern Munich have, have been linked with them too. Um, I think I saw that. I yeah. think, to be honest, this is the first time I'm hearing that the Everton's a possibility, and I take it. Uh, you know, uh, I've got to be honest. I don't see Aaron Ramsey ever coming to Everton, but I take it as our hap kind of been for being thrown in the ring for these type of players that are coming off the wagon at top clubs. Um, do I rate them? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't think style. I, I, it's it's the question of, of styles. Stylistically, would he fit into our team? I think that leads to more questions into in regard to you know where we play him. Number eight, number ten. Who knows? Um, Positionally, really, I, I, current, on current form, I genuinely just would, I wouldn't disrupt our current midfield. I think our current midfield is just, you know, it's finding its feet and it look, it's looking strong. Um, obviously, the contract expires at the end of the season, and Andre Gomez, his loan expires at the end of the season. So that mind, that kind of, those two paths may meet perfectly at the end of the season as a replacement but I don't I don't know Jerry me honest that is is me honest answer I'm not I'm not 100% yeah I'm I'm torn as well because uh, when you see him line up for Arsenal he plays sometimes more as one of those farther forward uh, center mids uh, and then you'll see him kind of drop back some uh, which leads me to believe that he could possibly, you know, play where Sigurdsson plays, or he could play where Gomez plays. Um, I personally don't think he could do as good a job as either one of those guys. You know what I mean? So I don't think he gets into our starting lineup the way it sits now. The way we, you know, we were talking about that mm. off camera. We we both agree that, you know. Leave those guys alone. However, and and I don't know if I would want him starting game in, game out because of his injury history. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea, but if he's on, if he's in our squad, the idea of let's say Sigurdsson gets hurt and you can bring in Aaron Ramsey, that's nuts. Yeah. That would be great. You know, I I love that. I love the idea of being able to bring him in and not because now Sigurdsson is an Iron Man. The guy can play for a long time and not really seem tired. He takes care of himself. Uh, However, it's not like he's 22 years old. He's going to keep 
he's going to keep getting older. And mm. if we can spell him sometimes, that's great. Uh, however, is Aaron Ramsey going to be cool with that? Yeah, you know what uh, I mean? That, that's an interesting question. And, and there's a question to be made in regard to wages as well. What type of what type of wages would he be on? Um, yeah, it's a funny one because a plus side to this is I, I would argue he brings that winning mentality into the squad, which I feel that you can't get enough of as a club mm. and as a team. You need winners in the in the dressing room, and he played a key part in that that Arsenal side under Arsene Wenger that won several FA Cups, and I'm sure he even popped up with a few goals in in finals as well. So. You argue, you know, he brings that winning mentality, but it—it's the style question for me. I think it poses the biggest mystery: is—is is he the type of player that Marco Silva would want? I—I I don't know. I genuinely feel like Marco Silva's happy with what he's got, mm-hmm. and this is—this would only be a transfer being made out of the fact that he is a free transfer. Mm-hmm. It would he, you know, if he had a free four-year contract, would we would we be, you know, extending our arm and? Wanting to get him in, I, I don't think so. This is a cop out answer, but I think it's the best answer I've got. Um, if Marco and Marcel bring him in, I'm fine because I'm to the point now where I trust them. That's yeah. a stupid BS answer, but you know something? I totally mean it. You know what I mean? At this point, every one of those damn transfers <laughs> that they've brought in has worked out yeah, and has been shocked. a good thing. I mean, we don't still don't know about Mina, but I think we feel like it's going to be fine. Yeah, the, those transfers just look to have solved all the problems that were there before they got here. They bring him in, they've got a plan. That's cool. It's not the the, the previous uh, regime's uh, you know transfer strategy, which is not one, you know, where they just had none. They're like, Square that's a good player. Round, yeah. yeah. Square pegs and round holes. It was like, you know, just pulling cash out and just being like, you see this? You see all our money? <laughs> oh, you saw it? Oh, you Now we have to pay more, don't we? You know what? Just take, we want that player. He's good. Yeah. He scored a goal. You know what? That player played great against us the other day. There's some money for him too. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was just, <laughs> this is very, it's deliberate. And Marcel's not above holding out. You know, right. to try to get a better deal. I I told I fully trust Marcel and uh, and I trust Marco, first name basis. Yeah, but I I do. So if he comes, they've got a plan. It'll be fine. And if he comes, that means he's okay with sitting the bench some because you know what? The better players play right now. It's not if you've got seniority anymore. Yeah. It's who looks the best. Yeah. Just I think it'd be. Strange addition to the squad. It just not one that I could really picture happening at any time soon. It's 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 weird. Obviously, he's he's always had that weird um, kind of omen attached to him that whenever he scores, someone famous dies too. So to to have him join the club. Have you ever heard of that before? No, Jerry? I haven't no, heard look, that. Look it up. Oh, look it up, Jerry. It. I don't I don't think it stands anymore because he's he's chipped in with a good few more goals. But it was just this, this what weird a bizarre Ugh. earlier on in his career that's... that every time he scored for Arsenal, someone had then like a famous person. Oh, that's and then, horrible. Yeah, look it up. It it's it's got some substance to it. That's like another reason to say poor Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. So yeah. Anyway, summing summing up here, I don't think Max and I we don't think Ramsey's a bad player. 
we're trying to figure out how he would fit in. Um, would he be? A, would it be a thing where if Gomez was gone, Ramsey would be slotting in at number eight? I don't think he would do that job as well. Um, he definitely doesn't provide as much size and bulk in the middle, which is what I think Gomez is doing. He's giving us a more physical presence in there, which has been great. Um, but yeah, we don't hate the idea of him coming to Everton. It's just hard for us to imagine fully. Um, and we're trying to figure out what it would mean for the other players. And yeah, and, and with whether Ramsey would be cool with the fact that he probably wouldn't be starting. You know? Um, yeah. It's... To be honest, this is one of those things where I think two people could talk for two minutes about it and then get all they all out. But I think you could talk a lot longer about this. Yeah, um, it's a weird, it's a, weird scenario. He's a weird mold of player. Mm-hmm. They always they always raise questions. I think very polarizing. I think a lot of people don't like him at all. You know, mm. this is the way Walcott was though. A lot of people didn't like yeah. Walcott when we signed him either. A lot of people still don't. Might <laughs> might just be Arsenal player. Ah, aha. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our Should Everton Sign Ramsey segment. Lightning round with Max is about to happen right now. It's going to be a series of either either or questions. He will have two choices, and there may be a short answer question in there, maybe two of them. Per se. So I'm going to say something like, hey, Max, do you prefer pink or purple? And Max has to say which one he prefers, and he can't belabor it. Because let's be honest, Max and myself, we tend to overthink things, okay? So I have yeah. to basically say it's got to be a quick knee-jerk response, <laughs> right? And if you're taking too long, and if you want to pass as though this is like family feud or something. Just say pass. We'll come back to it. I don't think any of these questions are that difficult, Max. All right? I think you'll okay. be okay. Okay. Um, hopefully, uh, these questions aren't too personal. And if they are, I I start wondering about your personal life, personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, begin intense quiz music. And there it is. Uh, there will be no award for Max on this because there's no right answer to this, pretty much. Okay? So, we are going to go lightning round now. Okay, Max, Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Buenos Aires or Rio de Janeiro? Rio de Janeiro. Basketball or American football? Basketball. French or Spanish? Spanish. What's your Hogwarts house? Living ah! <laughs> Sorry. Man City or Chelsea? Man City. Fiction or non-fiction? Non-fiction. Chinese or Indian food? Chinese. Uh, which one would you rather visit? Thailand or Vietnam? Vietnam. Thor or Hulk? Thor. Me too. Zombie or vampire? Zombie. Carrots or celery? Carrots. New York City FC or New York Red Bulls? New York City FC. Ooh. I'm visiting England. Where would you recommend I go besides Goodison Park? Um, that's not really giving me two options. Um, I, I, I told know. you short answer. <laughs> Put me a bit on the spot here. Uh, go to the Wham Stadium. I think the Stanley's gone. Which one? The Wham. The Wham Stadium. I think the Stanley. Really? Okay. Yeah. I never would have guessed that. All right. 
Rocky one or two? One. Boxing or MMA? Oh, tough one. Uh, MMA. MMA. You're going on vacation. You go to Italy or go to Greece? Italy. Singing or dancing? Singing. <laughs> you go to go to a restaurant. You have a choice of either ordering a dessert or ordering an appetizer. Dessert. What's your favorite team that's not Everton? Interesting. Um, Barcelona. Barca? Okay, that's it. That's it. That's your lightning round completed. It was 20 20 questions. That wasn't bad. See, I told you it wasn't bad. You didn't have to share anything about your life or, you know, know. read the third page in your diary or anything. You know, Jerry, right, that that one about any other places other than Goodison Park, we could literally do a a quiz of its own on that. There could be several locations that would be good to visit. Yeah, it's it's England. You'll find you find good places. See, the hope is like, you know what Paul said what? a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember what it's called. I think it's like X Lounge or something. Which? It's. I'm trying to remember. It's some like gentleman's like club. club. It sounds like a strip. It like is. Strip club. That's what he said, and he said it with he said it with his goofy grin on his face, man. It was <laughs> <laughs> and I and I said and I said you realize I'm probably gonna be coming with my wife one day, you know? <laughs> he's like, it's yeah. a really nice place. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe we were right. Remember that time we said that you might have been watching Babe Station on his telly? Oh yeah, probably true. Learning all about Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh i guess that is uh that is it uh i guess i should pick a song to close out with what do you think that's one yeah you're the, you're the host you don't um, I have, often get the time to choose do you so let's choose. see here so i'm gonna do i'm gonna do something that i don't think a lot of english listeners have have listened to very much I'm going to go with the band Spoon, and the song is Everything Hits at Once, all right? Give us a bit of background to this song. So this band, for the longest time, I just listened to, I I have a very, like, uh, I'm all over the place with my musical choices. I'm, like, everywhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so because I've had very little guidance in my life over what to listen to, you know. Mm. So uh, however, there was a point in my life where, you know, broke up with a girlfriend and my buddy Brendan just gave me all this friggin indie rock, all this independent music. And it's just, it's the kind of stuff where some of it is amazing the first time you hear it, but others of it, it takes you like three times to really understand why it's great, you know? Spoon is not one of those. Spoon is one of those bands, as soon as you start listening to them, you're like, damn, that is good, and the lyrics are insightful. That is actually a solid, solid band. I got to see Spoon one time in Chapel Hill, uh at a place called the Cat's Cradle and my wife uh, was my girlfriend at the time we just started dating and this is the only romantic thing I've ever done Max so so tell no one although we're saying it on a podcast Um, (laughs) (laughs) but 
she, we had bought these tickets a month in advance, and she got sick and couldn't go. And so my, my buddy Kyle ended up going instead of her, and I had to still go because it was Spoon, damn it. And I'd been listening to them, like, so many times. So when they, we have one song, and it's not this song, by the way. It's a different song. I'll play for you a different time. When they started playing that song, I called her, and I held my phone up for her, and I let her Aww. listen to the song just because I felt like such a dick <laughs> having, right. having gone, you know? Um, but this the song that we like is this it's another there's a lot of bittersweet like you know we've broken up songs and this song everything hits at once it seems like it's about a breakup everything hits at once by Spoon uh, as we're listening to uh, as you're listening to Spoon and you might never have before so we should keep this brief uh, that's the end of the big show thanks so much for listening to the Toffee Blues podcast subscribe to us because you know where's the harm in that and uh, rate us if you'd like to. Leave us a kind review. Uh, I don't know, something like, I don't like it when Jerry picks the song, let's go back to Max winning so I can hear his music again. That'd be a good review. You know, that would be all right, and probably what's going to happen. Uh, also, check out uh, check out Max. You know, you uh, you can actually check out Max's face if you start, listening, or start checking out the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. His face is there at minus two, but Max's is the real show. So check that out. Subscribe to us there, too. Why not? It shouldn't hurt too bad. Also, check out Max on his Twitter page. He'll be able to tell you where he's appearing. Also, check out Max on the Toffee Blues website. Uh, all things Everton, as far as the analysis on there. He, he does some stuff there, but some other uh, contributor friends show up on there as well. Um, follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I have no more plugging. I'm going to unplug now. Thanks so much. Max, as usual, thanks for indulging me on Lightning Round. As always, it was a pleasure. Yeah, now that we've got big smiles, a blues win, life is, you know, sunshine and lollipops. So let's hope we can uh, keep this going. All right? Up the softies. Yep. What he said, I agree. And that is all. So, bye. Bye.